Um, and I'm just going to lay some groundwork for what we're going to talk about in the next weeks. Okay, Romans 1, 1 through 7. We'll read that. I'm going to leave 8 for next week. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who as to his earthly life was a descendant of David and through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him we receive grace and apostleship to all who call the Gentiles to obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. And you also are among those Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. So this starts out with Paul giving, signing this letter and uh, saying, I'm a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. A servant, meaning I am a slave, I have given up myself, and I'm an apostle, meaning one who is sent. I have given up what I'm what I could be in order to be what God wants me to be. And he talks about the gospel, the promised by the the prophets, the gospel meaning the good news that's out there, the good news that is given, that has been promised, uh, that that is now here. It's now we have access to it. Paul continues to speak about Jesus. He says, he gives the, if we can say it this way, the two parts of the nature of Jesus. From the flesh... Or in the earthly side, he is the son of David, descending from David, this king that uh, the prophets always talked about. But from the spiritual side, the son of God, the son being the same essence or the same presence of God. It's different if, um, and we think about it in terms like this. We've been talking about this a little bit on Wednesday night uh, during our family Bible classes here the last couple of weeks. That understanding God, who God is, is very important for how we act and who we are. And that Jesus is all God and he is all person. We can say it that way. That's part of the dynamic of, of who Jesus is, is that he is 100% God and he is 100% mankind. And we see that in, in this introduction here that Paul gives. And this is, the, this is who Jesus is. And because of that, we see that Jesus' nature and the fact that he raised from the dead, which is a pretty big deal, that he raised from the dead, never to die again. Because Jesus has this unique nature and because he raised from the dead, he has something to say to us. And these first few verses, he says that you Romans are to be understand that you're loved by God. And so that's going to be very important here in the next uh, couple of weeks we look at. Is our tendency, maybe for us, but, also, but especially for the Romans, be really proud about who you are to the point that maybe you get confused about who Jesus has made you. Hey, we're going to come back to that. But being loved by God is different than, um, than the pagan world. Uh, gods, as we've talked about, they're, they're about how do, we, how do I get what I want out of these people that are worshiping me. But this God that we serve is very different, is that he pursues us and actually wants to have a friendship with us, and, uh, and we're loved. We have this friendship relationship. Also called to be a holy people, a people that is set apart, a people that is different. And Romans talks a whole lot about that. What does that mean to be a holy people that is, that is more than conquerors? Um, not just conquerors, but more than conquerors, more than, than all that. We're called to be people that are full of grace and called to be people that are full of peace. And you see all of that in those verses that are there, is that God has called us to all those things. And then he starts in with some of the discussion about how do we accomplish this kind of, kind of thing next week. We'll talk about that. But when I look at that, that list right there, people that are loved by God, people that are holy, that are set apart, people that are full of grace, 
people that are full of peace. There is a, there's something that's beautiful that comes out of that. Um, when we look at the Roman situation, they've had several years of the Jews leading the church, the Gentiles all of a sudden leading the church by default, and then coming back together and trying to figure out ways to work together. And how do we bring all this together? And how do we, we not, um, how do we do things in a way that honors God? All of us that are so different, all of us that come from different backgrounds, how do we come together? And we find in life that those crises that happen oftentimes really help us understand, number one, who we are, but they really transform us into what we can be and what we can become. And Paul's dream for the Roman churches is that they understand that there are people that is really loved by God, that there are people that is holy, that is set apart and different, and they demonstrate that they're full of grace and full of peace, and they share that with the people around them. Maybe more than any other group of churches in the history of the world, when you look out over the, the history of, of Christianity, these churches in Rome, and there, there's, there's always we can argue this in different ways, but a, a pretty solid argument can be made that these churches made the biggest impact for Jesus Christ than any other group of people in the history of the world. Because what you see is in the Roman world, and you know, these churches and, and ones that went out from Rome, they make an impact in the next centuries that completely changes the course of, of history in the world. And there's some things that we can learn from them. These letters or these words that Paul sent to them must have impacted them greatly because what happens in the next years changes the world. And boy, that's my hope for us as we walk through the book of Romans here the next while, that understanding what Paul had to say to these churches and, and understanding it in context, understanding how vitally practical it is for how we see life and what we do, that our lives will be changed and we will make an impact on the world around us in ways that we could never imagine as well. If you'd like to become a Christian today or you would like prayers of the church, you're welcome to come forward while we stand and sing. Also, there's elders in the back that are waiting to pray with you if you'd like to pray with them as well. Let's stand and sing together.